0: Welcome back again, everybody. My name is Mike, and you are listening to the Mike Phrase Podcast. My podcast is really focused on spiritual awakening, connected to manifestation, conscious manifestation. And by that, I mean the idea for me that effective transformation towards any goal or any focus often seems to align with manifesting that goal from the heart, from the heart space. So really kind of tapping into a heart desire to achieve change. And this change, at least the first, may be directly connected to an inner goal, something you want to achieve. But from another perspective and something I've talked about in all these episodes so far, energy is something that is interconnected. The idea of spiritual awakening is awakening to this idea that you and everyone else is already whole and complete, that you're all interconnected, and that because everyone is connected, you can manifest your goals through this consciously connected space. Today I felt like going into a a bit of a deeper perspective around manifestation, and if you're listening to this and you've maybe come across the hashtag for manifestation, law of attraction, even the secret, which was a production, I feel it was, I think it was recorded in the early 2000s, and it's quite a well-known program, at least in the New Age community, and a, a lot of people around manifestation are, are aware of it, and I, I feel it was really helpful for me to come back to it a few years ago, and because it, it basically functions in the space of collecting, the mastermind principle, really, where you, they get a lot of law of attraction experts together and they, and they talked about the law of attraction and, and how the idea that really builds on a lot of the ideas that only seem to come into one's energetic space when they're kind of open to it. the idea that the, the book and the teacher appear when the student is ready. And the, the secret, oh, I remember the first time I, I watched it, I was um, new to my chartered accounting role, so I was quite green out of duty and... I, I and most of the others in the room that was presented to by our boss weren't overly receptive to it. And I think after about 15, 20 minutes of watching, um, there was only two of us left in the room. But there was something about it that kind of struck me at the time and I came back to it almost 10 years later where it's really built on this idea that you can imagine your reality into being that everything starts with a thought and, it, and the idea of thoughts are things even though we can't physically hold them um, like air like and we can't control it necessarily or even physically manipulate it like water unless using an external device they still exist as an energetic form that like us being 80% water we are also energy that we are under their own transmitting station and that kind of realization that developed for me, from the, particularly walking the Camino de Santiago a few years ago now, a spiritual pilgrimage, it helped me become more open to the idea that you can basically imagine your reality. And I've talked a little bit about this in, in previous podcasts, you may have already listened to around Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, is, a, is a well-known kind of business entrepreneurial book that was developed in the, the early part of the 20th century. So it's been around some time and that connected with probably more openly uh, Christian-affiliated books such as The Game of Life and How to Play and uh, The Power of the Spoken Word by Florence Godel-Shinn. But although Think and Grow Rich might not be as overtly uh, Christian as those books, and even the idea of Christian... It's seen as Christian, from my perspective, at least, the, the, for my background being brought up in a Christian Catholic environment, the, the Christ has has one, and I've actually I've heard someone talk about this, uh, Bob Proctor, who is one of the, the lead uh, presenters in The Secret. That there's all these ideas around Jesus, but the problem is what. The, the hierarchy of the teachings around Jesus are there. They don't necessarily present the, the manifestation principles, which, if you dig a little deeper, kind of jump out of you off, off the page of the, of the teachings in the Bible. And, and they kind of fuse with the idea of the Eastern traditions of Taoism, and that the Tao does nothing and leaves nothing undone, and, and, and Zen, and the ideas of energy thought forms and for Jesus from another perspective not only is he the idea of this kind of this teacher that who was reborn the rebirth is a symbol of their own ability to give birth to ideas to consciously manifest whatever and that Jesus like all aspects of the divine rests in us that we are Jesus that we all connected to the divine but that's something a bit of the statement that got a lot of people killed in the Middle Ages and a lot of prophets and we kind of when they experienced a spiritual awakening they they, they came across this idea but there was a reluctance to share because because it wasn't shared with everybody in that level of consciousness in the society. So this is where we're at at the moment, and this is what's the by the 20th century, the early part of the 21st century, where not only in the, the 30s and 40s, and books like Think and Grow Rich and a Game of Life and Have a Play, and, and even the works of Neville Goddard, who yeah, he really kind of developed this idea that you imagine your real reality and the being. But what he was really coming from was the same teachings of the Bible and the same thing that influenced Florence Scodalchin and Napoleon Hill and think and grow rich. that you are the creator of your own reality. And we, we kind of see it from a different perspective. from Someone like me in my late 30s, uh, some content and also really something like the matrix was it's a little bit of that dark noir kind of idea that yeah you you are kind of being manipulated by an outside force that that the energy is kind of um yeah you're actually asleep at the, the wheel so to speak and that your energy is kind of being siphoned to the fuel I guess somewhat of the robotic race and that that can kind of tie in with the ideas of a lot of sci-fi and, and, but even even the idea of the matrix is an idea a reality that comes from a, an idea a manifestation and there's ideas in the matrix about being able to bend reality and shift reality through four forms that there's no limit and once one takes a certain red pill you take it in a different direction and, and spiritual awakening is fused with that but it, the, the interesting thing is it's kind of a, a coming back to basics that we, we particularly in modern western society with a lot of our lives are so filled with things and distractions and, and we're kind of wanting to kind of keep them the mind has this overwhelming kind of appetite for more and keeps searching for more so we keep looking for things but even within those keep looking and searching We're actually kind of blocking away from from what's already there. And so we're kind of, the mind actually has this appetite of its own, but when you can kind of almost go away back from the incessant mind thinking and come back to a heart space, a simplified teaching, simplified ideas like those advocated by Jesus, by Florence Scott, even the business entrepreneur book of Think and Grow Rich, which is really about thinking, but it's about conscious thinking. It's about the development of the idea rather than being caught up in a, a kind of mass consciousness need to accumulate. And that's what, is, what I feel is really important and what I'm wanting to kind of develop here today, that in addition to these ideas of manifestation, and it was something that I have talked about in the um, but all of my books really, because I feel transformation and manifestation are, are completely aligned. There's a hidden tool, and there's a hidden tool that <laughs> it's like the, the comment that hides in plain sight you know, that you something can be right in front of you, but you don't necessarily see it until it's right there. And it's one of the, I think it's actually the either the second or third chapter of my book. Yeah, I think it's the second chapter, right after the introduction, is that the key to manifestation, conscious manifestation, is forgiveness. So forgiveness, what do I mean by forgiveness? I feel forgiveness is multi-layered. Because it's also, a, not only is it a, an idea or the, an act that you're forgiving a certain Past or act or person, forgiveness as a way of living, of being, is actually to be in radical acceptance of the present moment. So it might sound silly that, let's say, you slept in in the morning and you had a certain task that you wanted to get done. If you did move into the day and you are holding resentment, which is kind of unforgiveness towards the fact that you didn't get up that, you, you, you weren't able to get up that in the, that early in the morning. And you carry that into the day, your present moment awareness is affected. you can't be present in your activities because you're still playing an old story. And because this story continues to persist, it's not dealt with, it's not forgiven, it can continue into other activities where you, you might have a different goal or different focus and oh no, I'm not able to achieve that because I wasn't able to do that. And it becomes a story. So the story begins to continue in a loop. And from the idea that we are all energy and that like a radio station or TV station, a transmitter, we are made up of the sound waves, the radio waves, we emit a frequency. That frequency is affected by what we feed it. So like a human body is is fueled by the nutrients in our absorbs through food through sunlight through exercise and connected to that body is also the thought forms that we we choose to select that our, our greatest power is to actually become aware of our thoughts something that advocated through meditation becomes this ability to be more discerning of them and when we become more discerning of these thoughts we can cultivate positive ones which attract a greater frequency And in that attraction, that law of attraction, that secret, that is the ability to become aware of what blocks are actually stopping ourselves. A lot of them are self-sabotage blocks that we don't feel entirely worthy. And it can be something as simple as sleeping in the morning and telling ourselves a story that we're not good enough that then provides this frequency that's sent out to the universe where we get people saying back, you're not good enough. So this is the other idea that it's not forgiveness is not necessarily only about the frequency and about the act, about the person. It's an energetic kind of perception of reality. That when we carry unforgiveness around, we actually attract it back to us. Like the story of people might be, you, you might carry a lot of anger, and often connected to that resentment of forgiveness and you might feel you're a very calm person And you and often what could happen is when there's an attachment to a story that that person did this to me there's almost an unwillingness to move beyond the story because the story is aligned with the identity of being the victim so the victim wants to keep replaying the story that they're yeah, that they're victimized so they unconsciously commonly manifest situations that keep perpetuating the idea of reality that they've imagined for themselves that they're a victim hence they choose partners that reinforce that they choose job situations social situations they might choose foods that at lack of exercise for the self to think. And they can't necessarily see it because they can't actually adopt a, a mindset, a belief system that they are the creator of their own reality because they wouldn't want to accept the idea that they have brought this unforgiveness onto themselves through an unwillingness to forgive someone. And this is challenging to hear for some. It was definitely for me. It's something I still practice day day out that we are the creator of their own reality. We imagine our reality. The, the people in our world are reflections of us. And so if people in our world are actually kind of mistreating us, it's not so much about trying to change them. It's about changing the belief system, the, that aspect of view that they represent. So you Either from that perspective, that might sound challenging, but that is empowering. That is a the realization, the self-realization that happens with spiritual awakening, a conscious manifestation that you are the creator, that you, you don't have to have something in your world that doesn't align with you, but rather than having to go out and change and hand over your power to affect them, it comes to realizing what is it that this person idea. Symbol symbolizes in in you. What is it about you that's creating that pattern? For some time, I I, kind of I I experienced a spiritual awakening. I guess, like a lot of people, that if you search spiritual awakening, it's a progressive thing. But what really seemed to help, grand it was, walking the Camino de Santiago and the Al's Way through France, Spain, and Portugal about five years ago had I, I could perceive that as I write about it in my books that however I was feeling my immediate surroundings would reflect that back to me. So when I was, was stressed and anxious about things, I would meet people that are also stressed and anxious. When I kind of feared how I would be perceived by others quite often people would relate to me in a situation where I I I was reinforced with not feeling good enough that I was criticized I was embarrassed I was holding judgment and it was a lot clearer to see on a a pilgrimage and that's perhaps why people have done this because you're out of the normal day-to-day reality You, you kind of are afforded an opportunity to be in a different yeah, different realm, a different perception where things manifest a lot quicker. And you can see there are clearly the direct relationship between your thoughts and yeah, things, the, what's happening in the outside world. The other thing that really kind of struck me was the idea of this law of attraction and magnets and people. And that I would meet people that were very much very symbolic of people like back in my world back home. And this not only happened on the Camino, it also happened when I moved to Ireland a year later, where I was meeting people that reflected people, even people that had passed away. They had the same mannerisms, they had the same kind of perception of the world. They, but not only were they reflections of these people that I knew and hence the frequency I was admitting, they were therefore. Reflections of me because they're a part of me. And ultimately that is the idea that helps you come to terms with forgiveness. That everybody is a reflection of you. If you are not happy with what people are giving out, rather than actually playing a victim mentality or holding on to an old story, you're afforded an opportunity to change that story, change who you are attracted to. And that's what kind of happened for me that I, I had these experiences where I could see that these people are directly related to me and they're a reflection of me and I, and they're either positive or negative but even once I went through that space and I still had relationship difficulties I was made aware that some of the biggest challenges I was experiencing in relationships was this idea that I was wanting to please everybody that the reason I kept drawing people even though I might feel I was at, um, helping people adding value to people through through being a good kind, generous person subconsciously there was also this realisation that I was actually utilising people for to create this story of me being a good person that I needed other people to tell me I was good in order to be good and that that sounds like a a strange thing to do but it's something we don't necessarily become aware of until we we see that yes everybody's reflected to us and if we're having a relationship difficulty it can be very easy to pot them to say this is what they're doing to us and then I'm doing my meditation or my yoga that i'm practicing all these all these principles I'm, perhaps you had a lot of success with conscious manifestation but the, the final step around forgiveness is you may have forgiven all these past acts or challenges of people and, and maybe those to solve. look at what's still occurring in your life in your current reality If you're still feeling conflict from someone, particularly in your most immediate relationships, perhaps there's something within you that's cultivating that unforgiveness. For me, it was this realisation that I was still attaching my worth to other people through my ability to please. And hence, even though I wanted to, I, I do enjoy being in a positive environment, by actually using other people to reinforce my idea or identity is a good person, I'm still blocking myself from the realisation that I am a good person, that you are a good person, that we are unconditionally good people. And to actually move beyond that is to forgive the part of us that's actually handing over our own power, that that's actually looking to another to affirm what we already are that we're already whole and complete and although we may have sensed that we've felt that we've experienced conscious manifestation around that ultimately it's about being willing to let go of everything and everyone and look in the mirror and say i love you for you i am a good person i i am worthy deserving and i can achieve and manifest anything i want and from that space Manifestation not only becomes more easier, it's more conscious because it's actually aligned with the heart and in that heart space where you're actually willing to forgive everything and everyone, there's no more blocks to the, the dreams that you've set and identified as aligned with your heart space. i have been really connected with you in some way. I really am grateful for you listening and I'll continue to be sharing this content that really aligns with transformation and conscious manifestation. Thanks again, and bye for now.